Welcome to the Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. This is John Oxford, Director of Corporate Communication with Renaissance Bank. We are here today with Josh Mabus, Principal and Owner of the Mabus Agency. Welcome, Josh. Thank you for having me here today. And we're going to talk about all things marketing money. How do you market a bank, financial services, anything to do with that green stuff we call cash? One would think it would not be that hard to entice people to take care of their money. In the bank marketing realm, we have such a parity product across the board, it really does get to be difficult. So maybe we can give some tips, some hints, and some techniques to um, the marketers out there. Traditionally, banks don't do a good job of branding themselves. I know you as a marketing agency owner and expert in the field would hopefully agree that uh, as a commodity with nearly 7,000 banks, and then if you add some other financial services, third parties and such across the country and even more the world, you've got a lot of sameness out there. A lot of everyone wants to be the same. And so how do you set yourself apart is sort of what these podcasts are going to be about. And they're not just going to be theoretical and a bunch of nuance. We're going to actually get into tactics. But this is the first one of many to come, we hope. The goal here is for you, the listener, to be able to go back to the bank, the financial institution you work with, and um, actually apply something. A word of warning in the beginning, you know, we're going to be critical. We're going to hit this uh, hard in the areas where it needs to be hit. Hopefully there's no offense to anybody out there. Our goal is this podcast raises everyone's efforts. Hopefully there's a, a big listenership, and that means that people could be doing the same execution. So uh, we hope you have your notebook ready and actually uh, write these things down and, and apply them within your institution, and let's rise all the ships with this tide. Today's topic, we're going to talk about taglines. It's sort of where you start with a brand. You, you do some research and you come up with your logo and your nice name. Well, most banks, I would say most all banks, already have a name, should have a logo, but they can change their tagline without too much expense. So let's start with something we could do. Josh, from your expertise, what makes a really great tagline and or what makes a bad tagline? A tagline, as you said, it, it can be more interchangeable than, than, a, than a logo or signage or color change or even a brand redesign. It's, the factor that makes a good tagline a good tagline is that it actually has purpose. It's not just some words to go under a sign. It actually describes the nuanced difference of one institution from another, whether it be banking or a, or a fast food shop. The best taglines actually encapsulate something of importance to that brand. So if a bank is a strong community bank, it's a small bank, maybe with small services, I would dare say that maybe they need to lean on that side of it. The worst taglines are the ones that are just made up that have no real purpose, um, that some guys like us got into a room <laughs> and um, just said, let's make some flowery language sound good. Um, and those exist, trust me. Well, in thinking about taglines, uh, let's get tactical for a second, and then we'll actually go over some examples. One thing I've always said when been asked about a tagline or how to write one is I I've gone with the five words or less. Give me some thoughts on that. Five words or less, because the, the human brain has to be able to see it on a billboard. You have to be able to get it quickly. Uh, and five words, and I'm saying you can go six or seven, you can go one or two, but if you go more than you know a full sentence, it gets to where it's a little jumbly, and, and it you try to be everything to everyone, and that's not a true tagline, correct? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I believe three words is probably the sweet spot if you could hit on three. I mean, it's a phrase. Uh, you know, a complete sentence 
in its nature has a has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And a tagline is more of a transitional phrase. It should have ellipses at the end. It should draw you into something. You know, just do it is a is a phrase. It it is a complete sentence, but it doesn't have a beginning. You don't know who you're talking to, and and it, and it elicits a question at the end. Do what? The length of it really is, is a part of the formula, but the structure is another part in that it's a, a portion of a phrase, not this complete phrase that is encapsulated and can be set aside. So I've heard arguments that your tagline needs to say what your business does. Do you think that's true? In other words, BMW, the ultimate driving machine, it sort of tells you it's a driving machine, it's a car, it's the ultimate version. Uh, But then you've got others that really don't talk about a product or the business. They're more of the brand feel, if you want to say. But it is what the business does at the root of it. I mean, if it doesn't identify who you are, I mean, at any point, a brand, it's not necessarily just a logo. Brand is a description of the essence of the business. The ultimate driving machine, if if you don't have that feeling when you when you drive a BMW, then I think something's wrong. I mean it it is. We know it's elite. So it is what they do. They make um, driving machines, but but think still about how unique that phrase is. We don't call automobiles driving machines. But we don't have to describe to anyone what a driving machine is. It has some familiarity while still being wholly unique. And that's where the real magic in a tagline happens, being able to hold on to that uniqueness while still being very understandable. I mentioned BMW. Mercedes is the best or nothing. So you've got a totally different area in that they don't talk about it being a driving machine or a car. It's just they are the best or nothing. And so I think they take a different line in that uh, they're trying to tell you everything they do is the best it can possibly be. Absolutely. And you know, on that, you know, you could take, say, Zales and, and, and transfer that with Mercedes. I mean, you could put the best or nothing with Zales because, you know, it's a diamond. It's the best. So that's, I believe, where it has a little weakness compared to Ultimate Driving Machine. Now, nobody asked me, so this is armchair critique. But it still does uh, elicit what they do. But again, I believe when you can sp- find, I believe when you can find the specificity to go with it, like driving machine, that's when it's a little bit stronger. And look, we're in the weeds on that. We're in the margin. I mean, Mercedes is 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 top, uh, you know, in, in its area. So who am I to critique it? But I believe when you compare those two like products, uh, BMW would edge them out a little bit. Five words: the ultimate driving machine. That's four. Just do it. You know, three words: just do it. Uh, think of any others you can think of. But you know, they are in that five, six to three word phrasing here. Uh, so that's one. Let's give a tactical. If you're going to do a, a, a tagline, tactical takeaway, five words or less? Five words or less. Secondly, actionable. Does it need to be actionable? I think it does. Uh, I think all those tell you to do something and you're doing it with that product or service. So I think the second tactical takeaway is actionable. Right. That and then I would, I would tack on to that um, kind of a paradox, which is specific yet general. Where can you hit that balance of of self-application again driving machine means car but it's not car it's unique yet specific at the same time when you know that that's kind of the master class the you know you you've made the knife now let's hone the blade i believe if you can do those things say what you do short absorbable transitional phrase is um is a pretty good formula so, so when you say say what you do 
Uh, does it have to be pithy? I'm thinking bounty, the quicker picker-upper. I mean, that's it's memorable. It's pithy. It says what they do. That that might be a perfect tagline for their product. Does it have? I mean, should a a bank be? We check. We do checks and savings and loans. I mean, I mean, it's a different feel when you use a bank. And yeah, well, what's the what's the ultimate driving machine? What's what's driving machine to bank? You know, financial institution. Still, I mean, that's that, those are words we say. The reason that would be difficult to come up with. Like, how do you say driving machine versus car? Well, it's difficult because it's unique. You have to find your your way of doing that. Maybe not a common phrase. So one of the things I've loved in bank names is the ability to use the word trust. The bank that you work for, Renaissance Bank, or I guess that we both, that my company serves and that you work for, uh, Renaissance Bank was People's Bank and Trust. I mean, that's... That says a lot in what the name well, was. And trust me in a double entendre right. in that it was trust services and you trust your bank. So right. it kind of works well. And, and you know that's sort of a very general name. Trust is in probably half the banks out there. Absolutely. On to the tacticality of it. you got five words. It's actionable. I guess number three in that list of tacticals would be uh, it describes the corporate culture, product, or action. Because it has to relate to it in some way. I mean, quicker picker upper doesn't work for a car. Yeah, I mean, unless it's picking but, you up in the car. But but but, but, it, but but again, that's where I was going with that. It can actually pick you up. So maybe Uber could be the quicker picker upper. Describe something it does, and lastly, on the four tactics for making a tag, I would say it needs to be memorable. It, it's got to be somewhat. It might not be memorable the first time you hear it, but you had an example uh, that we were speaking about before we went on air uh, about the what's in your wallet. That right. It's a tagline, but it might not be the greatest tagline, but they put so much effort and so much brand and money and production behind it that it's become a household tagline. Well, they they bought the memory. Um, they they drove it into your mind. They they literally sent Vikings into your head <laughs> to plunder that that thought into your. They left something instead of taking it. The role of advertising, as I practice it, is to facilitate word of mouth in two ways. To make the audience say a phrase or to say a thing. Oh, that must be whatever. And then to tell them what to say, to inform them. And, you know, where what's in your wallet um, works on that one, there's a ton of budget behind it. It doesn't matter how good or bad it is. The budget made us think about it. Um, New Coke would be another one. They spent a month, a ton of money behind New Coke, and you know, and it became old it, Coke pretty quickly. Yeah, it became new old Coke very quickly. And what's in your wallet? Again, we we inform people to talk about Capital One. Do you see those Vikings? What are they doing? Um, and, and and what does that have value to us? Well, if I have this card in my wallet, I'm going to get the rewards. Marketing Money Podcast listeners, I'm going to encourage you to attend the ABA Marketing Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, September 25th through 27th at the Omni. It will be a great place to learn more about the vendors we speak of as well as marketing tactics. And who doesn't want to go to Nashville, one of the hottest cities in the United States right now, and maybe even hot literally in September. So please, if you have the time, attend the ABA Marketing Conference, September 25th through 27th, Nashville, Tennessee at the Omni. Hey guys, ABABankMarketing.com is your source for bank marketing news, updates, and more. ABABankMarketing.com Follow ABA Bank Marketing on Twitter at ABABankMKTG 
That's A-B-A-B-A-N-K-M-K-T-G with the at sign in front to follow anything on Twitter to do with ABA Bank Marketing. We are in a political season right now. We've got a presidential campaign coming up, which reminds me, if you're going to discuss taglines, uh, I know this is a marketing money show and, and show about marketing for financial services, but it still is kind of an interesting uh, deal that the candidates and their message, the ones who have messages, usually end up being successful. And while we're not taking sides, I was thinking back over famous taglines with uh, It's Morning in America with Reagan, Change You Can Believe in or Hope and Change with Obama, uh, Compassionate Conservatism, George W. Bush, It's the Economy Stupid with Clinton, uh, all the way up to now, Trump has one he is branded with everybody, Make America Great Again. And whether you're a Trump supporter or a hater, he has got a tagline. If you said Make America Great Again anywhere, you're either going to get high-fived or slapped. And, and that's good visceral reaction to that. You know, the interesting part about candidates or what makes those guys really interesting when we look at a tagline is that is true distillation of a brand because it's a single individual. And it has an expiration date. Yes, and it's not an entity. It's not It's not this 100-year-old bank or financial institution that's been around that we all talk about longevity. We know that they have months to make a difference, and it's one person. It, it really hinges on making communication efficient for an individual. So it makes a very valid case study to look at taglines and brand. Well, I think it's interesting, too, if you look at Make America Great Again, four words, actionable, talks about what he, the candidate, wants to do, and it's become memorable because of the media behind it and obviously the the character that's driving the message. Right. Uh, but Make America Great Again is a pretty accurate tagline for what he wants to do. And, and a transitional phrase, and then again, because – it still makes you ask a question. And I would say this about taglines, to be interactive, because make America great again, again, supporter or not supporter, you're saying how. You It begs the question how, so it makes you interact with it. It makes you speak with it, whether, again, you hate it or love it. And, you know, he's won right now in, in, in the media battle because we're talking about it on our podcast. I believe all things being said, it's a pretty good tagline. It's absolutely a great tagline. It's hitting home with some sort of electorate, and it's working for him. Morning in America, I thought, was a great one. It was optimism of Reagan. He was coming back. And it's the economy, so maybe more of a Carvel line than a Bill Clinton line. But it was, at the time, a recession. And he was talking about, that's my issue, stupid, is basically what he was saying. You know, it was very in-your-face. It's something that... I would dare say not many people really remember that line, even though how impactful it really was. I would say probably to our listeners, it would surprise them. Maybe some people are getting on their computer and Googling, are we really telling you the truth? But it did exist. It seems a little more in your face, but you have to think this was the height of the MTV generation who is exactly, again, Carvel, like him, hate him. It was a good line. It was memorable, impactful. It was to that young resurgence of punk, the grunge generation that was really... Four words, and it was four words. Actionable. and you know it 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 worked. I mean, when when people thought there was no way for that was the re-election line, correct? Uh, no, I think that was, that was his first, first line. Yeah, that was his first. His well, first that campaign. they hammered read my lips, no new taxes. Yeah. I mean, that was. <laughs> I think the second. One that's was what everybody he, remembers. I think from the that. second was when he stole. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow and played the, the right. Fleetwood Mac over and over again. But the, then finally, we can we can talk and then we'll get off the the political. But it's the taglines and the messaging is the change you can believe in and hope and change with Obama. Uh, I think at that time it was he was a different candidate 
not only in, in his look, but also in his demographic and who he was and his messaging. And in that play, he said, change, and everybody remembers change. I mean, that for bad... For better or for worse, everyone remembers the word change when they think of the Obama presidency. And so I think change you can believe in was a decent tagline for that time in a campaign because taglines have to be timing worthy as well as meeting our tactical criteria. Right, yeah, this would be the opposite of the taglines that we're talking about. A bank that's been around for 100 years and needs to last for another 100 can't be as topical as these. You know, would hope and change work right now? And I mean, it, it has to plug in at that, you know, in that realm with what's going on. We had just had eight years. Um, of a conservative president. That's what he tapped into. And, and it's so important to realize that with, with those taglines in particular is, would, would hope and change work right now? Well, it might work because, again, we've had eight years of one party. But it'd have to be a different wording because you couldn't use the same thing. Absolutely. And, you know, that's really what, what Trump is. Yeah. I mean, his is... Make about, it great again. Make America great again. So yeah, We have to infer, because he's said it to us, you made me think it. Well, well, why isn't America, why hasn't it been great? When was the last time it was great? It makes a statement without making one. And, and it's kind of his response to the Obama tagline because he's saying he changed or wanted to change. He's saying again, right. so take it back from what it was. So the tagline study on presidential politics is not necessarily for this podcast, but it is an interesting, relevant topic in that those, those are immediate taglines that are changeable that have come about over the last few years. It gives us some indicators of what makes a good tagline. The, those taglines that set up SNL to make a to co-op and use, or the or the detractors to use. When when that tagline starts getting co-opted against you, you know you have a good tagline. Like you know, it was with Obama. The detractors were you know keep your cha- I'll keep my guns. You keep your change. You know those things, and you know make America great again is being you know co-opted by by those opponents. Make baseball fun again by Bryce Harper. Right, absolutely. <laughs> my cousin happens to be political, and then in his race. Um, they used his last name against him in a, in a gubernatorial race, save us from Mabus. Um, so he didn't. Yeah, four it, words, actionable, <laughs> memorable. Yeah. And, and uh, now you're stuck with it for the rest and of your life. Fight, yeah. And, and now I'm, th- thanks everybody. Thanks whoever built the Kirk Fordyce campaign in Mississippi. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it is, um, it, it, again, it, it went into a very relevant, we just, I mean, you're trying to beat an incumbent. August 1st to 31st, ABA is highly recommending you invite your lawmakers to come visit with you and see how we do things in the banking industry. Take your lawmaker to work August 1st to 31st. To find out more, visit ABA.com. This is John Oxford with MarketingMoneyPodcast.com. We are back from our short commercial break, and we're here with Josh Mabus of the Mabus Agency. Josh, say hello. Hello. And we are talking taglines today and what makes a good and or bad tagline, uh, obviously, for financial services and banks. I've got a list here. I looked up some while we were on our little break there, and I said, you know what, let's see what some real taglines are. So I'm looking through a few of these. Some are interesting. Some are okay. And uh Let's just look at a few. I see that Bank of America, and I don't know if these are current or not. These were just Google searches I was looking up. But Bank of America had higher standards. Do a couple of those. Wells Fargo, together we will go far. Chase, J.P. Morgan, the right relationship is everything. What what do you think about those? And, and again, tactically speaking, actionable, five words or less, talks about their their culture. I mean, it, it hits on all the things we've discussed. But 
you know, higher standards, Bank of America, together we'll go far. And these are big banks. These are the, the big boys. So. When you look at a B of A, a Bank of America, to critique, you have to realize that their brand is bigger than that tagline. I mean, their tagline is just Bank of America. I didn't even know they had a tagline. I mean, it's like Bank of America would be a tagline for another bank. Yeah. I mean, you could... The Bank of America. Yeah, oh, it, I'm American, and I want a bank there. <laughs> higher standards I like, but it's still... It doesn't have that specificity. Higher standards of what? I mean, it, it is interactive. It makes you, it makes you consider um, higher standards of what? I, I would dare say that if you did a, a blind survey of Bank of America customers... They wouldn't even know what they, they wouldn't even have name idea yeah. of what it is. And they're so big, they don't necessarily need it, even, I would think. Uh, but the ones that help cut through the clutter, I was looking at a few of these. One I found interesting, one is UBS, which is a little different type of bank, but it says uh, UBS, you and us, UBS. Do you like that play on words, or is that kind of a – I've heard it a lot on television. They do a lot of uh, TV marketing with that tagline, yeah, absolutely. UNS, UBS. I, mean, I don't think you can watch a half a round of golf without seeing that. 20 times on Golf Channel, I believe, is where I see it the most. It's a neat play, but and again, it, it goes on that transition. I believe it's right on that razor's edge where um, they have a level of success where I can't really critique, but what are we doing? You and us, what do they do? Another one is Compass Bank, and this one I think is a little outdated, but it's still one they've used. Uh, they said just a little better. Than what? Yeah, that one I kind of question. Again, they may have more strategy and research behind it that it was great, but just a little better. Is it, is, isn't, is it Avis that has the we try harder or try a little harder is their tagline right. for the, the car rental company? What would your take on something that doesn't describe a service necessarily? It doesn't describe them in a relationship. It's just it's a service moniker or a, a stake in the sand. We try a little better. I think it's a little snarky and playing into a generational thing. Um, no matter what generation that occurred during is, you know, anybody can complain about their banking relationship. Anybody can. Again, we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about deposit. Maybe there's a rate. Maybe there's a fee. Maybe there's something. But the problem and, and you know the empathy with the listeners to this is how difficult it is to separate yourself from another bank. So there may be some hidden genius there. We're not over-promising. We're, we're at least a little better. And you know it's a naturally comparative statement. But again, it's open-ended. If your competitor gets better than they were and you're still just a little better – then you're always outrunning them by some. Just a little bit. I would believe it's one of those that a lot of conversation around the golf course happened, you know, the buddies and all that, ah, just a little better, but it does elicit some conversation. There, there are taglines that I believe, and I think we've listed a few without calling any out individually, that we have to look at how a tagline is sold. Let's pause for a minute and talk about the genesis of taglines in that there's someone like me somewhere right now, most likely, selling someone like you somewhere, a banker, on a tagline. And it may just be dependent on how good that sales job is on getting executives to buy in. And that's that's a big variable in this. A little bit more of that tactical advice would be when you're going into that very emotional sales process where everybody's telling you what's right in the world, give yourself a couple of days to sleep on it. And you don't have to accept it. Yeah, you've paid for it. All of that. But I, I've seen taglines. And again, I would, without picking, I've seen your, the list that you're, that you're holding. There are those on there that I, I would say that the creative firm that created those is much better at sales than they are at creating. One I find interesting is Fifth Third Bank. It, I believe it used to be, or maybe I'm interchanging these, 
the only bank you will ever need. And then I saw about a year or two ago they had We're Curious. And they're the Curious Bank. And they were the Curious Bank. And I was thought that was a curious tagline because it was a little strange. But I get what they're going. They're wanting to be curious about their customer and find out what their need is and meet the need. I, I get probably where it's going. But I, I kind of wondered about that tagline when I saw it. Without having inside knowledge, I would at least say it's a little dangerous from a consumer psychology standpoint. The question has to be, where is my money? And do you want the place where you hold your money to be curious? You know, we're a Capital One that that is a bank, essentially, that is more of a credit card. That's money that you're borrowing. So they can do something fun like Vikings and and plundering and pillaging things you wouldn't necessarily ever want to associate with money. But do you want to associate the institution you should trust with curiosity? I'm curious. As the consumer, I'm curious as to whether or not I'm going to get a good rate, whether I'm going to have to pay a fee, or there's going to be a return on my investment account. I'm curious. So I'm going to this entity, this financial institution, for solidity, for strength, for knowledge. Curious plays against that. It may be in the right place. It may be... Uh, just enough to differentiate itself and to really resonate with with a certain group. Uh, I would love to see what that group is. I would love to see the profile, the research profile of that group. There's another bank, People's United Bank. And again, I haven't researched whether these banks are still around or not because these aren't in our markets. Uh, But I will say there's five words, what, no, how, can, do. What, no, is no, it K-N-O-W. K-N-O-W. What no, how can do. So it'd be what no no. I think it's I think it's what know how can do. Yeah, and I'm reading see, I'm reading it wrong. It's not what know what know how can do. It's what know-how can do. There's a dash in it. I was misreading it on the screen here. What know-how can do. It's catchy. I mean it's quicker picker upper. You put money behind that and it probably has legs. But again, there's a danger. Um of us just going through a list, what know-how can do. I mean, like I said, it's right there in that realm of quicker picker-upper, but there is always danger. Now, you know. A danger enough with me trying to read it. <laughs> uh, let's see. A few others. Uh, we listen. We understand. We make it work. To me, they're trying to say too much in that line. Uh, we listen. We understand. We make it work. They went on the um, other end of uh, just a little better Yeah, and, and made some promises. And, and so in full disclosure, our bank's tagline, the bank that employs me's tagline is understanding you, which almost is funny that it got all of those words, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of that bank into two words, actionable, describes what we believe our mission statement is to understand our needs and then meet them. Right. But the again, client. a transitional phrase. Yes. We don't under, you know, we are working to understand you Understanding you, you yes. Financial needs change every day. That one is more declarative in that read those three again please well it's one tagline we listen we understand we make it work so we understand and we make it work if i'm there across the table from my loan officer and because of my own fault i have poor credit and my loan didn't work out and i look at my loan officer and i say i thought you said we make it work it's my fault as the consumer that it didn't work because of my poor financial decisions. But because of that tagline, it, w- whether it's right or wrong, it does introduce the ability to have uh, an awkward conversation. An awkward conversation, if nothing else. What about it's time to expect more? What do you think about that as a tagline? Uh, absolutely. Yes. 
Yeah, if you like it. No, well, I mean, it, it is it is always time to expect more. So it's, it's, this bank is telling you when you bank with them, you should expect more than from other banks. Right. I like Goldman Sachs here, this, this one that they've used. Our client's interest always comes first. The interest. The interest comes first. So they're, the, old, the old double, double entendre. What, what I like about these, um, what we're talking about, these comparative statements, is understanding that when you are looking for another bank, you're in transition, which seems a little, of course, expected. But either your bank upsets you, and how how badly does a bank have to upset a consumer for them to leave? Oh, all statistics that we see, it's it's a pretty for them to actually move an account, unless it's a rate decision, which is a little different. And I just say a whole relationship, yes. not go to, get another loan to move deposit their online banking, the bill pay, all the the stuff that's involved. It's a pretty big maneuver if someone's right. an established. You're not just out grabbing people on the street with these. So maybe it's someone who moved, who made a big physical move across the country. And maybe I was with a large national bank that had, you know, I went with convenience, but now I'm going to go local. Whatever their decision is, these comparative, it's time to expect more. Well, I did, you know, I expected a little bit more, whatever. No one, again, a lot of it's the consumer side of why they might not be happy with their banking relationship. But, you know, there's the ability to always do better. Yeah, there's a couple in here that um, actually have what they do in there, a bank for your ideas, a bank invested in people. Mm-hmm. I hope. <laughs> you hope they worked. I, you hope I've they're never, invested I, in their people. I, I have never, um, in all of my banking relationships, I have never uh, talked to a bank that just loved my ideas. <laughs> it was. I always had questions about collateral and ability to repay. Uh, I've never gotten an idea financed. So you like the the ones that here's another one engage with us the way, and then there's another one that's the way up we put you first that's actually First Citizens Bank we've got a few that we've read through here if you want to email us marketingmoneypodcast.com uh, you can questions at marketingmoneypodcast.com or the banks that we've said you know things about that might be improvement and I'm sure you'll have well, yeah, choice and words again, for these us. are just these are, these are just Google searches of banks that we were reading out here uh, some are better than others some are great some could use a little work but obviously these are the opinions of the podcasters and everyone has their marketing agents and their CMOs that make these decisions and again we don't have any of the research they put into it it may be the one that knocked the doors down for absolutely them. a critique should understand a goal a budget and a timetable we don't know any of these and we're also not getting paid to give the the critique so Take it for what it's worth. A few notes here also is, uh, does the tagline talk about your mission, your promise, and your brand? I think we've covered some of that. You know, a slogan. Uh, let's let's do make note that there is a difference between a tagline and a jingle. I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I, I sing this tagline. You should be singable and catchable. That's different between a tagline and a jingle. Absolutely. That's one of those things I've never been tasked with is a, is a true jingle. I actually once in my career, but we're not going to count that. But, you know, nationwide is on your side and things like that. They're just not the... Well, that, with the recent Peyton Manning usage of the jingle becoming back into right. everyone's vernacular. And then going back to an old logo at the same time. And it disappeared for a few years, and they brought it back, and it became in the in every you know kid. My kids are singing it because they're watching the commercials that are on ten times every NFL game. Uh, but I think they did a good job with their tagline and then singing it as well. So that's kind of the the perfect storm of jingle tagline, I guess. It is. I'm listening to this podcast, and my bank is thinking about doing a new tagline, or I'm the marketing executive or a agency, and I want to pitch a tagline. 
where would you begin? What what steps? You've done these strategic roundtables and these strategic groups, and and everyone knows, says they know their bank, but where would you begin in the tagline process? Well, the first thing you have to consider is who you're speaking to, your target audience. Banks are an entity that would most mostly say from the executive side, from the marketing side, that we'll bank anyone, which is absolutely the way it should be. But there is a type of consumer, and I don't mean demographic. I mean, you know, there's a type of consumer that wants a national bank with 300 branches on their block. That person exists. If you're not that, then you're probably not going to get that customer and you probably shouldn't be marketing to them. Therefore, you shouldn't write your tagline around that if you have three branches in three states. To opposite that, there's a bank that, that I know well, and theirs is right where you are. And I think that's a good double tagline because they're, they've got a huge branch network. So they're right where you are in the community, and then they're doubling up with that right where you are in your life cycle, your finances. Yes. Yeah, so right where you are may be a great tagline for that bank. Absolutely. When you consider that target audience and the factors that make up that audience, then you have to look at the tone and personality. It's the economy stupid probably won't work with a 80-year-old widow. It's a little too confrontational. You know, a bank that's that's looking for a millennial growth, it, you know, something like that, something in your face might work better, but tone and personality really matter. And, you know, the difference there would be tremendous amongst the audience and how you and how you approach. You might be bombastic and get a lot of attention. By the way, no such thing as bad publicity is not true. <laughs> and you, you may get a lot of attention from a bombastic headline, but it doesn't convert to deposits or loan growth or measurable factors within a bank. So we're, we're talking about what do we do to come up with the tagline. First thing is your audience. Uh, I would guess second would be after you've honed in on who your audience is, is to figure out who you are. That's your next, what's your value proposition, correct? I use the analogy of dating a good bit. And that, and that potential client out there is, is, the, is the person that you're attracted to. And if you want to date them, you want them to be attracted back to you. Will you play into that? How much do you tell them in the beginning of what's most attractive to you for them to consider you? You know, normally that's a colloquial or, you know, with a tagline or an allegorical way to do that. He's a nice guy. Oh, he's a this, she's a this. Like it's, that's your tagline is the, your reputation right. in that dating process. It's the brand, that brand yeah. reputation distilled down, but it's a conversation. That tagline is a conversation. I know what you look like. I know what I'm interested in. I know what I want to attract. Now I have to plug into that and see what I have to present back to you. Those things wrap up in, in your benefit. What do you, again, very similar parity products, but what do you do? Again, maybe you're a small bank, but you don't have a lot of uh, bureaucracy within your bank. Maybe You're quick, the, you're nimble, you're yeah, fast. You're one branch where the president makes a decision. He looks, reviews the loan and gets it to you in three minutes. I don't think that works in today's regulatory world, probably, but uh, it's different. But that that bank, that one branch— That's their value proposition. Yes, but they'll never attract someone who wants 300 branches. You've got your audience research. You've got your own research. Who are you? I guess, and then eventually you get into some type of wordplay. Is it mind mapping? Is it throwing a bunch of words on the board and then coming up with the ones that are your meaning, that are actionable, that you can put in a phrase that makes sense? Yes. Okay. I, I try to go into that little um, uh, eggshell thing that Darth Vader went into. And, and I thought that was Mork. 
It, well, that, but Empire Strikes Back, where he goes into that thing, I go in there and just come back out later with some steam, and then just present the answer to the clients. And, That's and what here I your do. Ideas. So you've got a, uh, you've got research on both ends, audience, and well, the other is after research. So I cannot tell this audience how to brainstorm, but it's a brainstorm. It's beat it up. It's take time. It's don't start this three months before your anniversary that you really want to roll out a new tagline. Give this a year, 18 months, if you have it. Uh, more time on this is going to help you come up with a better answer. Put, put your darlings on the board. Put your, your babies that you really love, that you're, that you're beholden to. The, come back next week and try to beat those until you can't, until you eliminate all of the bad answers. That's about the only advice I can give. But after you've arrived at it, we live in a world now where the old saying, there's nothing new under the sun, I don't even know when that happened, when that saying came there's out. There's a lot new under the sun. There's a lot new under the sun since then, <laughs> yeah. but there's still a lot of duplication. It is too easy to accidentally arrive at a name that's already been taken, a tagline. I'm telling you, if it sounds too good to be true, it, it probably is. is. And that's why that's another part of the research is not only you and your audience, it's researching what other taglines are out there because you've probably got them in your head without even knowing it, and you're going to spit one out and be like, that sounds great, and you'll look up, and it's already trademarked or registered or, or whatever it's legally bound by. And you're sitting here going, oh, that would have been really great, wouldn't it? This is what makes this part so incredibly difficult. It's incredibly difficult to arrive at a good short tagline. 20-minute long whatever podcast is, is really doing a disservice to encapsulate it. I mean, it's, it, it, it is difficult. It's the marketingmoneypodcast.com. It's the marketingmoneypodcast.com. And it, it, it is doing, uh, you know, trying to arrive at this and then trying to find out something that's unique. This is it. I want to prepare you from the tactical side. It is incredibly difficult and frustrating. There will be, you'll know you're doing a good job when someone argues about it and it gets really passionate. You know you're digging deep and you're getting some of the, the fluff out of the way and getting down to some, some real meat at that point. We've done our research. We've done audience. We've done entity. We've done some brainstorming, mind mapping. We've looked at different words. We've put together, let's say we get five or six phrases. I would, I would, that are now vetted from the agency and the marketing or personnel. Then you go to executive management with the top three or four, maybe even one. And I would dare say during this time period, you've also got legal brought in to make sure that this is a quote clean line. It's not someone doesn't have ownership of it. You get it. And I guess let's, let's wrap up this tagline discussion of what's the rollout for it in your opinion. Like, is it just, do you just slap it on logo, move out of the way, or do you go all the way with what's in your wallet and just make it, that is your ad. That is who you are for the next, I don't know, five to 10 years. If the exercise is worth doing, it's worth promoting. I don't know why you would do this if you didn't plan on putting some money behind it and letting people know and really communicating what what you plan to communicate, this new face, this new description of what your brand is. So absolutely. And there's a there's kind of a competitive thought between do I roll this out at all at one time or do I trickle it out? And and that answer that, that's so difficult to answer to a blind audience that you're watching, you know, right now I'm a I'm a human being, but it's a little marker going across your screen. I I, I don't have a have a great answer for that. But pick a side and do it. Don't don't trickle it then then do the big um, pop out pick one or the other but the the goal at the end of this is to communicate more effectively what you are to the audience so whether that's billboard or television 
radio or whatever communication medium you're using, you better have a plan to roll it out at the end. We've had a nice discussion today on taglines here on marketingmoneypodcast.com. I'm going to leave you with uh, the tactical description of of what we're going to do because these podcasts are supposed to be just as tactical as they are a conversation. Uh, So let me leave you with this when thinking about a tagline. Five words or less if possible. Make sure they're actionable. Make sure it describes your corporate culture, your product, or your action, your value proposition. Try to make it as memorable as possible. And finally, make it unique to you. Again, five words, actionable, describes your product, action, or your culture. It's memorable, and it needs to be unique to you. Uh, For MarketingMoneyPodcast.com, this is John Oxford with Renaissance Bank and my cohort podcast pal, Josh Mabus with the Mabus Agency. Uh, This is now the end of episode one, chapter one. So see y'all next time. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mabus Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.